Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show that helps you lead as Christ would have you lead if he were you. Whether you're listening live or one of the many thousands who listen via podcast, it's great to have you along. And if you're new to the show, a reminder the show is available on demand via premierradio.com or via iTunes or Podbean. I'm delighted to say my book, The Leadership Road Less Travelled, is selling well. It's published by CWR and Premier and is available at the Premier Shop. Well, I'm joined this week on The Leadership File by Alan Cass, who has experience of leadership in a number of environments. Uh, the public sector as a head teacher, uh, the charity sector with Visa V and Global Legacy Southeast, and the church, King's Church Brentwood and Hope Community Church Brentwood. And he has somehow managed to combine some of these roles at the same time. So, Alan, great to have you along on The Leadership File. Yeah, good morning. Thanks very much for inviting me. Um, I describe in my introduction a number of different leadership roles. Were they uh, very different from each other or there, was there some overlap? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, all, all leadership roles are, of course, um, different by their very nature, um, but the overlap is interesting. Um, I, when you're leading a school, um, obviously you're, there are lots of controls um, externally, uh, which of course is uh, is one of the issues around um, headship. Uh, a lot of things you'd like to do uh, aren't necessarily uh, possible to do. Um, so yeah, they they are different. Um, but the overlap, I think, is that um, leadership is leadership. Um, I remember um, a guy saying to me, you know, if you think you're a leader, have a look over your shoulder, see who's following you. So, yes. <laughs> that, you know, there is a sense of followership as well as leadership that's important. Yeah. Um, obviously, if in a, in a school, people are obliged to follow you, perhaps less so in a church. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that if that was harder, leading a church yeah. in a school. Yeah, I think um, you're right. You know, there, there is an obligation to leadership. Um, I used to lead schools that were uh, initially in difficulty. So um, I, I would lead, people would actually welcome me to come and lead because they needed strong leadership to get things changed. So I became famous for my change management. And I think that's probably what, um, what I'm what I'm most famous for is, is that I, I collect information and then create change around it. Um, so I was fairly popular as a head teacher because I'd come in and, and change things and, and make things happen. Um, whereas uh, you can, you know, I mean, the history of, of head teaching isn't like that at all. So, um, yeah, it, it was very different and it changed as I progressed through through my headship career. Right. And you're you're based in Essex for for that. Yes, yeah, so um, I live out in the middle of Essex, and uh, I used to journey into Thurrock. Um, in when I first joined them, it was South West Essex, and then it became a unitary authority. And I worked for that unitary authority for the rest of my career. I finished in retired two thousand nine. Right, right. Which is 10 years ago now, which is a bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah. So, I mean, your present role is as head of Global Legacy Southeast. That's not going to mean a great deal to most listeners. So talk a bit about um, Global Legacy Southeast and how that represents something of a change in your journey. 
Yeah, so there's a history involved in that. Um, after I retired, I discovered um, a course, uh, an evening course that was um, called um, the School of Supernatural Life. And I thought that would be interesting. So I started to do that. Uh, connected up with a guy called Pete Carter, who leads a church uh, in southeast England, in North Kent. Um, as a result of which, long story short, we had a group of leaders joining together, maybe 12 to 15 of us would sit around and kind of talk about what was happening in the world of Christianity and how things were changing and, and how we could support each other. And the global legacy aspect of it comes from uh, our connection with uh, with Bethel and with Paul um, uh, Manwaring, who um, wrote when he's a Brit and he was in uh, the States and he wrote a document around um, relationships, leadership relationships. And he said, let's create something that isn't related around agreement, but actually related around a journey that we're all on together. Um, and there wasn't an aspect where you had to lit, you had to, you know, subscribe to a certain set of parameters, etc. Um, so it gave us the ability to disagree, but also to to join together and to uh, and to enjoy God's presence. Uh, and that grew rapidly after we moved um, into the main building that we now occupy. Uh, we're now called Eastgate. And we have quite a big building over in um, in North Kent, in Gravesend. Um, and we went from, uh, as I say, 12 to 15 leaders meeting to up around between 100 and 200 per month come up and meet with us. And we enjoy God's presence once a month, second Wednesday of the month. So uh, tomorrow is the day. Uh, we don't meet in August, but the second week of every month. And you're, anybody listening to this is more than welcome to come along uh, and um, just join in with us. There's no requirement. There's no uh, no, no cost to any of it. Mm. Oh, fabulous. And just to mention that the, the Bethel you mentioned is Bethel Church in, uh, in Reading, north of uh, San Francisco, uh, which has been experiencing and seeing uh, an enormous renewal and revival uh, over the last uh, decade or so. Uh, well, longer than that, actually. Sure, yeah, a lot longer than that. It's been, I think, in the public eye, perhaps around the ten-year mark. But yep. um, when you look at the history, you realise, you know, it, uh, there was quite a journey. And and so, uh, for you coming into the, the school of supernatural life, um, was that a big uh, change for you uh, in terms of your churchmanship, or was it a, a fairly, uh, you know, were, were you used to that kind of approach to things? Um, no, it was very different. Um, I think the main difference um, is uh, the sense that um, you can hear God and you can be um, spiritually awakened by him to do things differently. Um, it, it's just It was just such an interesting journey for me. So I, I came away from... Uh, uh, a situation where I, everything would be um, uh, set up 
in terms of a meeting. So I remember the first meeting I went to, uh, there was nobody on the little stage. We were in a, um, a fairly big room, 100 or so people, uh, empty stage, uh, a chair and a guitar propped up. Um, so I knew something was going to happen. There was no overhead projector. There was no music. There was no... Um, there was no uh, uh, written word anywhere to read from. And this guy came onto the stage and started laughing and said, uh, I've just been out the back talking to Dad. Uh, I told him what song I was going to start with, and he said, I wouldn't start with that if I were you. And then he fell about laughing, and I'm thinking, what on earth is this? I was quite um, aggrieved by it. Yes, quite right. Uh, and offended, and my wife was with me, jogging me, nudging me. Uh, anyway, lo- long story short, um, he was hearing from God, and, and the worship was something else. It really was. Um, it was quite an extraordinary experience. Uh, and that was the beginning of the journey that a lot of my traditional views had to be reassessed um, significantly in order to um, to access what God was uh, was doing. That's oh, fabulous to hear. And um, uh, I mean, we, we talk of God being the leader, and obviously the leadership file. We we have a lot of Christians on the show who would say, "Yeah, God leads their lives." Uh, certainly. When it comes to you know this kind of experience you had, and indeed a number of the leaders that share at the Global Legacy Southeast, there is a real sense of God or God leading, God God working, not just through the wisdom of individuals, but actually God impacting uh, seriously people's lives. Absolutely, yeah, um, and I think that's fundamentally the difference. My story, as you you may remember, Andy, is um, I was very much in control of everything. Uh, as a as a head teacher, um, even recently retired as a head, I, I would say, you know, I, I needed to know what I was going to do for the day, had a plan for the day, plan for the week, um, etc. It's very much a planned um, lifestyle. And um, God challenged me one day as I was asking him questions, you know, what do you want me to do? Uh, it was in terms of a, a change in, in my role as a leader. And uh, he say saying to me, "I just want you to be my son." And I'd say, "Well, yeah, yeah, I am, I am your son. Um, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you. What do you want me to do?" And he said, "I just, I just want you to be my son." Um, um, I lost my dad when I was 18, so I didn't really have a, an experience of a father, adult to adult. Um, and again, long story short, um, I gave up the idea that it had to be my idea and started to listen to the things that he was telling me um, that he wanted to uh, to get done together. And it was very much a together thing. Um, and we we had a spiritual journey that uh, that changed my leadership style completely um, in terms of my needing to have success criteria, etc., so I, I often say to God, um, first thing in the morning, you know, what are we going to do today? <laughs> right, right. And you just you just sense God, God, you know, leading you as the day goes on, or sometimes telling you there and then. Yeah, sure. And it's it's not so much telling me as as going with me. Um, you know, so so choices that I make, and I say to God, you know, what what do you want me to do? God said, well, what do you want to do? Uh, and and that for me was uh, a new area 
uh, of, uh, of learning what it looks like to hear him speaking to me as, uh, as a son rather than as a servant. So it doesn't mean that I'm not serving him, but um, I'm listening to him in a different way. Sure, sure. So I think that's the spiritual journey for me, is it, uh, it changed the way I do things. And, and, and more often than not, uh, uh, as you might know, um, I walk into a Global Legacy meeting on a Wednesday morning um, knowing that we're going to do certain things, but not necessarily knowing the order in which we're going to do them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you've been in the meetings. You know, things happen. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. uh, I wouldn't have planned for or um, or have organised. So you know, there, there was there was there have been some amazing things happening. Hmm. We're well, listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Alan Cass. Alan, amongst other things, is uh, the leader of the Global Legacy Southeast, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Alan Cass. Alan is the uh, leader of Global Legacy Southeast and uh, has been formerly a pastor of a church and also a head teacher in uh, schools in Essex. We're talking a little bit about his, his spiritual journey and uh, how the Lord has kind of helped him to, to be more trusting on a daily basis in terms of his, his direction. Um, uh, we didn't have a chance really to talk about stories, Alan, uh, before the break of, uh, of you know, kind of examples examples of how some of the church leaders have have sensed God leading them yes you mean in in the in a different way yes indeed yeah. um, we now have a group of uh, um, churches amongst or church leaders amongst us um, that we've um, we've got some uh, affinity with and we're on the journey together as it were to use that expression Um and we are learning that um, that God uh, does do things um, somewhat differently when you listen to him, um, particularly around the area of authority and authority over. Um, so we would now um, believe that, you know, God, God um, has authority um, with us and, and in us and through us. Um, but we don't have authority over people and, and we're not um, designed to judge people. As, and as a result of that, um, our leadership styles are changing. Um, we're much more of a collegiate style of leadership now, uh, trying uh, very hard to break out of um, the, the hierarchical style of leadership Um and looking to become leaders that create good soil for people to grow in, um, so that their development can be um, can be assured. And, and that's, I think, a sense of what leadership is around: mm. uh, is making sure that uh, the the environments in which we're uh, operating are conducive to people being able to do things for themselves, um, hearing God, and and getting on with things. And as a result of that, I think there are a number of uh, things that are happening that are um, uh, that are that are happening outside of uh, anything that we would have thought of, for example. So you know, um, I'm trying to think desperately of an example. I can't think of one, but there there are a number of examples that are out there of sure. uh, of leadership styles that have changed. Yeah, it's, it's a different you. different spirit, isn't it? And Danny Silk from Bethel. Uh, spoke about um, the kind of concept of unpunishable, which um, you know would be a challenge for many listeners, I think, to to think through in terms of 
how leadership has typically been kind of inquisitorial, um, sort of making, seeking to make judgments of people and, and you know, discipline those who've gone astray and that kind of thing. And he's, he's suggesting actually in the new covenant, we, we have a different, there's a different atmosphere around, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, I certainly found that a challenge, but also something valuable to think through. Yes, I, I agree. And I think, you know, that our focus on our sinfulness mm. has kept us um, in a particular place. And now that we're moving away from that idea that actually we are saved uh, from sin um, because of what Jesus did on the cross, that changes everything. So our journey isn't uh, at the foot of the cross, it's from the foot of the cross. That's what starts the process off and gives us freedom. Yeah. Um, and I think freedom is a big, big word that we're all beginning to understand what that actually means. You know, yeah, yeah. freedom, uh, uh, freedom from and freedom to are quite different things. So we would be free from sin, but we're free to be um, uh, glorious, you know, and that that's a, a very interesting concept. And I often say when I'm visiting churches you know can you say honestly i am glorious and many many people struggle with that um uh, and yet john 17 you know um, uh, uh, jesus is praying to his father make them glorious as you've made me glorious it, it is the journey that we're on where we go from glory to glory and, and i think once you know that and you and you can uh, lock yourself into that Thinking, then you're not you're no longer thinking yourself as as a sinner saved from grace, which is true. But actually, the truth is, we're saints and we're set uh, to to be doing the works of Jesus and beyond. So, Alan, you have opportunity to get involved in mission trips from time to time. What sort of things have have you got up to? Yeah, so I've been in the privileged position through um, membership of the uh, European School of Supernatural Life, now called the Eastgate School of Spiritual Life. Uh, which is a daytime school a couple of days a week uh, during term times. And they they send people out on, on missions um, to various churches, and I, I've uh, been able to lead some of those. Um, my uh, current uh, mission is up into the Faroe Islands, um, which is um, way up north uh, between north uh, between Norway and Iceland, Um Sounds like a very cold place, but actually is warmed by the uh, the Gulf Stream, and actually they're experiencing some lovely weather up there at the moment. Um, and I go up there and work with uh, churches on um, freedom and releasing themselves from uh, the tyranny of uh, overexerted authority, uh, etc. So it's been an interesting time. Um, they come down to us fairly regularly. We go up there fairly regularly. And um, we've just done a conference called uh, Freedom. Um, again, talking about, as I was saying in the uh, earlier, about being uh, clear on that we're that we're free from in order so that in order to do um, activities for God. So that that's one or two of them. Uh, I've been down to the south of France. Um, I go down uh, to uh, Holland, down to um, a ver well, various places in Holland uh, that, that we're working with. Um, yeah, just a general, you know, pinch yourself moment when you're at places uh, talking, you know, how, how did that happen to me? Um, and it, 
it is one of those great experiences working with um, people like Pete Carter, um, who enable you to get things done that way. And uh, you know, the, the whole element of trust is is big in uh, in Eastgate. So I get to do a bunch of things. Yeah, really good. Fabulous. And uh, any leaders you especially admire, Alan? Yeah, I mentioned Pete Carter. Um, he uh, has been influential uh, with me in uh, developing my character as a leader. Uh, going back in the day, David Rigby uh, led uh, King's Church Brentwood for a number of years. And I remember him famously when he came saying to the leadership team, change is here to stay. And I thought, oh, this is good. I like the sound of this. <laughs> I, I, quite a lot of us didn't like the sound of it, but I, I enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. Um, Terry Virgo, uh, who leads uh, was leading uh, New Frontiers, he was very influential in uh, the way I was uh, doing things. Uh, one of his books, um, "Enjoying God's Grace," I think was uh, was um, seminal in in what happened in the changes that happened in church uh, styles over the years recently. Yeah, so that they're just two or three um, that come to mind. Um, Bill Johnson, of course, is, is influential, um, and Danny Silk. You've. Uh, mentioned him before Danny comes over to us a couple of times a year and he um, helps us strategically he's very good strategically on um, on helping us to grow as a church and as a movement mm. well you've mentioned one of those but one of the books enjoying God's grace by uh, Terry Virgo any other books or resources that you want to mention just as we close Alan yeah, so Bill Johnson's um, From Heaven to Earth, I think it's probably um, one of the first books I read. Um, and there's a book um, that Pete Carter wrote called Unwrapping Lazarus. Yes. That's a really useful book in terms of uh, a journey that he's been on. The idea that uh, Lazarus was unwrapped, uh, w- was brought uh, back to life, but actually needed unwrapping, and that's part of what that story is. Yeah. Um, and and Danny Silk's um, uh, books on um, uh, culture uh, are really important, and I think they're they're, uh, they're really good. Um, Keep your love on is a is a very powerful book around relationships, um, and I'd recommend that too. Okay, thank you. So that's uh, From Heaven to Earth, Unwrapping Lazarus by Pete Carter. Uh, sorry, un- From Heaven to Earth is um, Bill Johnson. Danny Culture's Culture of Honour. Sorry, Danny Silk's Culture yeah. of Honour. Uh, and Keep Your Love On is also Danny Silk. Sadly, time has defeated us, but it's been terrific to to chat with you. Thank you for, for sharing a little bit of your journey and um, for all that you do to encourage Christians to, Christian leaders to uh, experience something of God's presence as they, um, as they seek to lead and are on this journey uh, together with each other. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. I've appreciated it. It's great to see how, how God is moving us on this journey into, into revival and restoration. And again, just to see, you know, we're on the beginning of something that's going to be big, big, big. So I'm very excited to be a Christian today. Amen. Good. Well, you'll be listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Alan Cass. 
Uh, Alan is uh, the leader of the Global Legacy Southeast. If you want to get in touch or be, find out more about that, go to Eastgate Church and you can find out all the details about Global Legacy, especially if you're in the Southeast yourself and uh, are interested in connecting with that uh, group and coming along. And it's, it's free to join. It's about a couple of hours on a, a second Wednesday of the month. So look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30 or via the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.